Welcome to TMI Today with Rita Bocuzzi and Jen Lee. In this podcast, there is no such thing as too much information. We are diving into all of the taboo topics from money and careers to relationships and parenting to whatever else we've been too afraid to discuss as women. Listen in and join the movement as we raise each other up in our everyday lives. All right, super excited for another episode of TMI, talking about today's motivational insights. And I am super excited because it's the show is Jen Lee and Rita Bakutsi, and we're getting to know more about Jen Lee. Woohoo! I'm super Thank excited. Thank you, Rita. <laughs> Me too. Although sometimes I don't like talking about myself. You know how we all get the very humble, like we don't like talking about ourselves, but this topic is so important to me, what I do. So I'm really, really excited to kind of. Yeah. I think especially today, there's just so much stress. Yeah. yeah. So much stress. And I think the number one stressor is what you're going to talk about. It. I'm kind of like doing a little tease here. Yes. Audience. We're just saying we're going to be talking about what are we going to be talking about, Jen? <laughs> so my topic, and I have the elephant in the room. You'll often hear me talking about the elephant in the room, but I talk about financial stress and my passion is really helping people with financial stress. And I have an elephant. If you ever go to my website, there's an elephant all over it. Her name is Bernadette. Bernadette. <laughs> And I tell people that the elephant in the room is that 70% of Americans have a debt or credit problem of some sort, 70%. And we all think we're alone. We go on Facebook, everyone's posting about how great their lives are. They bought a vacation house in Maui. The neighbors have a Porsche, whatever. But no one's talking about like, oh, I have credit card debt that I can't manage at this point. I have tax issues. I have financial issues. My credit score took a hit because of during COVID, that kind of thing. So no one talks about that. And I have made it my mission the last five or so years to talk about that. So people don't feel quite so alone. And also as our mission here for TMI is, is to educate and inform so that you can make good decisions. A lot of people who are in financial stress make really poor decisions, not intentionally, but because of the brain fog that comes with being stressed. And so when I talk about the elephant in the room, it affects productivity, it affects relationships, it affects your health. And so all of those things I talk about all the time so that you can identify when it's actually happening in your life and actually make a decision to change instead of wallowing in this, I wouldn't say misery, but you're kind of, you, you so stuck in yourself and what's going on that you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. And so I so love what you're doing because as you were talking about this, you know, one of the things is there are a lot of people that are working out in the world and employers that are employing them. And what, like, when you look at the scope of what you do yes. and how you help people, when you have businesses that their employees are stressed about their money and then that transcends over and passes through to their family. Right. And so, oh my gosh, what a huge impact you have. So how did you (laughs) get into this? Because this is so profound and so expansive that I'm going to say like you start somewhere where like head of a company, head of a business or head of a household. Mm -hmm right? So how did this all start? So I am a lawyer 
and I don't boo or throw thing rotten tomatoes at your screen or anything <laughs> like that. Okay. I am a lawyer and I went to law, law school as a second career. And so I uh, was in insurance and financial planning before I went to law school. So I had a lot of the management experience and a lot of numbers. I, I'm a numbers person. And I went to law school thinking I would do estate planning because it made sense. I was life and health licensed. I had my securities license. I thought estate planning would be a great thing to do. And I got to law school and no offense to my estate planning professors, but it was so boring. It was like, I don't, this isn't where my life is going to be at. I, I need to find something else. So I graduated law school in 2009 as a second career. And of course, if you remember back to 2009, we were in the middle of a huge recession. There were all kinds of financial stress going on. And I was opening up my own firm straight out of law school, because I'm a rebel, like, like Rita, where if someone tells me I can't do something, the first thing I'm going to do is try to find six ways to do it. <laughs> and so I opened up my own firm and I started out doing bankruptcy work. Um, I, that's, that's where the clients were at. There were bankruptcies yeah. to be filed. There were, there were clients that were available and I found, I really loved it. I really like bankruptcy work. My clients are so grateful and so thankful for the help that we give them. And they come out so much better on the other side that it's very rewarding. But after 2009, the economy got better and better and better. And what I was seeing was people who were still financially stressed, even though the economy looks like it's booming and doing great. I found out that there were a lot of people with debt and credit issues that didn't know where to turn for advice. And they were getting bad advice on the internet and bad advice on television commercials. And so I kind of reconfigured my practice to focus on this debt and credit and financial stress so people could get good legal advice. And that's where this whole elephant in the room came about because people just didn't realize that everyone around them was struggling. And I, I had to come up with a way to make it I don't want to say cuddly, but a way to make it that it was an acceptable topic for people to, to be willing to listen to. And so then I started talking about, you know, productivity, relationships, health, and the impacts, the crazy statistics out there when it comes to workplace productivity and relationships and divorce rates and, and then your health. 70% of illnesses are due to stress. And financial stress is the number one stressor out there. So finances literally make you sick if you do not take care of them. And I'm a testimony to that. And that's one of the reasons I connect because it is yep. so true and you're combating that. I wanted to ask one thing because it's so yep. funny when you said, um, you know, people are getting advice. They're going to Google for advice because they don't know where to go right. or they might go to friends. And they don't know their friends are more broke than they are. Exactly. Like you can't go by what's parked in their driveway and how big their house is because a lot of those people are over leveraged. And I kind of want to put out into the universe here that it's okay if you are financially stressed. Mm -hmm. There's not, it's not something you did. You're not a bad person. You're not your credit score. You're not mm -hmm. your financial problems, but at least get help for them and understand that there are lots of options out there and don't be afraid to ask for help. Because a lot of times I get so many people who like, I wish I would have talked to you two years ago or three years yeah. ago or five years ago, or they've been like this for 10 years and they didn't know that, that they could sleep through the night. I've had people who say they can't sleep through the night. So for years, right? For years. Yeah. And they come back back afterwards and they're like, I didn't realize how run down I was until you helped me solve my problem. And then I felt so much better. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want to do, but I want to get that message out to everybody. 
I, I love that you do that because you're, and I, that's where I see us aligned. Like yeah. you're how much you, you know, I know I'm mama Rita, but <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing when I see Bernadette and the elephant <laughs> in the room, I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes. You know what? We get to kind of almost, I don't want to say not be disrespectful about it, but we get to kind of poke fun at ourselves. And when you can, when you can do that or laugh, right. Yeah. Laugh after creates that bridge. Um, yep. then we are a little bit more open because really the reality of the world definitely don't want to get, you know, cancer and then financial cancer or, you know, mm-hmm. the levels of how many people are being sick to the, right. to the numbers that you're saying, um, like some of the statistics out there just to kind of share with you mm-hmm. was, uh, we talked about the medical bankruptcy rate. Yes. Well, I call it. We did. We did. And I, that's one of the other issues is that everyone thinks that a lot of bankruptcies are caused by medical bills and it's actually not the medical bills that cause the bankruptcies. It's the medical event caused a loss of job or a divorce or a relationship issue where credit cards are run up. And so this idea that there's all these medical bankruptcies running around out there is kind of a misnomer, but Um, that medical event was the cause of the financial stress. It's just not the way people think that it was. So. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, we, people had insurances, right? We all yeah. have this mandate yeah. to have insurances. So here we are, we all have insurance now. And yet the bankruptcy rate actually still climbed a little bit. <laughs> so how, you know, yes. it's like, how does that happen? So to your point is people weren't able to pay for uh, their mortgages right. or their insurances or anything yeah. else. So, you know, and I learned a little bit more about that with you and, mm-hmm. um, and more of the stressors causing home foreclosures, right? Yeah. As well, yeah. Closures, because I mean, tell me a little bit more of, about that background, how people seek you out for help, you know, like where there's a business owner, you know, if you don't look at the elephant in the room or you become the ostrich mm-hmm. with their head in the sand. Yeah. And you're hoping something's going to come along and save you, mm-hmm. you know. So how do you how do how do you help people? Like that? so, a lot of a lot of times, what I'm trying to do is get to. I look at things very black and white because I can. I'm the non-emotional part of the the equation, and so I can look at the numbers and say, "Here's what you should do." Understanding that I know that's not what you may want to do, or that you're not ready to accept that. But here, and I think it also comes down to a little bit of emotional intelligence in what I do, because there attorneys are not really well known for their ability to make people feel comfortable and willing to talk. Mm-hmm. And I have a podcast also called debt therapy. And it's the reason for that is because so many people are willing to open up and talk to me because the empathetic, you want to make your community better. And I really believe that. And so it aligns with what I, what I do, but when a business owner comes in, a lot of times we're looking at, is this a situation that can be improved or is it kind of a wishful thinking type thing? And if it can't be improved, how do we get the business owner and his family or her family extracted with the least amount of damage as possible to their personal assets? And so I often use bankruptcy as a tool to protect people's wealth and their assets. And people are often thinking bankruptcy or the B word, as I often call it, the B word that no one likes. I talk about it as a strategic tool, like estate planning. And 
a lot of middle and lower income America has been taught that bankruptcy is a horrible thing. And what I would like to put out there is that the people who are filing bankruptcy a lot of times are the wealthiest and the business owners in this country because they use it as a strategic tool. It's a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to do the things that set you up for a great future versus worrying about what other people are going to think about you if you did this. And so I do a lot of soapbox talking on the mindset behind what I do. And that's um, what I love about you. It's, it, it becomes holistic. And we talked about like, yeah. you know, where there's a point of diminishing return. I know we're going to talk in yes. business and, yeah. and where do we cut our losses? And yep. so, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's hard to look at that. Like you have your whole life. I had a, a lot of business owners in California at the beginning of COVID where their businesses were shut down and they were close to retirement age. And that was their retirement plan was they were selling this business and all of a sudden it was worth nothing. Yeah. And so it's a hard conversation to have, but it's also necessary because if you don't have that conversation, you are potentially losing whatever assets you still maintain. And you're also living in this fear and stress situation where you, you don't want to live. I honestly, I had several suicides during the beginning of COVID because business owners that were shut down and couldn't function. And that was, they didn't know what to do. And I'd never want to ever get that phone call again. Um, right. so, and it's a very heavy topic. Like I will, I will tear up sometimes because it's so hard with financial stress getting people to understand it's not always their fault. There's some things you could have done differently. Hopefully we help people get back to a way where they wouldn't have had it. But if you're in crisis, finding solutions is a much easier thing to do than you think. You just have to be willing to say, I need help. And I'm going to say exactly that. Yes. So, you know, this is such an amazing topic, especially with mental health. And mm -hmm. what you're doing is really helping people's physical, financial, mental, and emotional health. And for anybody that is feeling that stress right now, really reach out to us, reach out to Jen, message us. We're here because really no person's life is worth mm -hmm. a dollar amount. You are priceless. So there is no comparison and every situation gets to transform and change out of it. And we just get to do that. We get to do that together. And that's why we're mm -hmm. showing up in the world because that's right. We don't want any of those phone calls or anybody to end up in that scenario and situation. And I think that's so amazing. So tell us a little bit more about like <laughs> resources and um, you know how you help people. So this whole transformational process to me is so much is the fun part of what I see is the, my clients come back and a lot of people think their credit score gets destroyed by bankruptcy when actually their credit score goes up a lot of times when they file for bankruptcy and all of the misconceptions out there. So the, one of the main ways I help is just educating and getting this information out there. I do a lot of speaking, a lot of podcast guesting, a lot of writing on these topics, just to see how much I can get out into the world. Um, and that is one of my ways of helping. I do strategy sessions with individuals, business owners. I do a lot of work with employers who want to help their employees with financial stress. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I started doing that is because employers are under this misconception that their employees need financial literacy. Mm -hmm. They do, 
but that can't be the first step. They have to get them out of financial crisis before mm. they can get them into where literacy makes sense. And so employers and HR departments are missing a crucial step. And so again, more educating with employers is needed. Um, and then there's lots of resources out there. I, I'm very willing to share videos and I do a lot of podcasting and a lot of, I have some downloads. I have an online course that I have for people who went through bankruptcy and want to recover. And I help a lot of other lawyers do what I do. So I will help lawyer, teach lawyers how to do what I do so that they can, we can help more people. So absolutely. You know, and I'm going to say, uh, I know one of the other things that we aligned with is I have a goal and I'm sure you're part of, and you're part of this goal, of course. <laughs> is that, you know, to have 5 million families be Mm -hmm. empowered. And I say empowered first, because like you said, that crisis piece needs to be taken care of. And if you're not in crisis, then you all the more education so that they can be elevated. So 5 million families in five years, I think is a pretty easy, doable goal. And when you start Mm -hmm. with the the heads of households or heads of businesses, then, um, and I say heads of households and businesses, because it's not a solo, typically a solo person. It Mm -hmm. is a team of people in each circumstance so that they can grow. And I, I love how you show up and do that. And so where else, or how can they reach out to you? What's the best way for the, our audience to get more motivational insight (laughs) and information from you? My website is genleelaw.com, just like it sounds. That's the easiest way to find information about me. I, we link out there to a lot of different things. And then that's just the easiest way. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I don't do much friending on Facebook, but I do a lot of posting on my law firm page. Debt Therapy has a page. Bernadette, the elephant, has her own page on Facebook. So you can follow Bernadette on Facebook. And she always posts when people are talking about her in podcasts. And so she's got a fun page to follow. So yeah. See, and I love that. So this is the big thing, you know, and I think that was a big connector for us uh-huh. because the moment people say finance, they're <laughs> thinking, I think they might be thinking another F word, right? That word that you and I think about. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll be censored on that, mm-hmm. but usually another F word comes along with it. But for you and I, mm-hmm. I think it's a bunch of other F words, which are yep. fun, flow, yep. flourish, Right. And, and that's what connected us because I think fun, if we're not having fun, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. And we can make it fun and we get to make it fun. And we so do. I look forward to our future episodes <laughs> more in depth. Are there any other tips? Or and you know, and you never thought anyone would say bankruptcy and fun in the same episode of, of a podcast, <laughs> but it can right. be, it is, it's really fun. And it's fun for me. And it's fun because right. I help and so many I people. I want to look forward to more yeah. of the wealth strategies of the yep. wealthy, because like you said, it, as I learned as well, so that this is again, the common threads and the parathel- parallels and a, uh, a restructuring is very different than, uh, you know, I think what the concept of what people think a of failure is like the failure, yeah. that literally you're creating a new, it's like you're wiping the slate clean mm-hmm. and you get to start a new, and there's nothing better than that. And I, I'm going to say, I love great, good attorneys and great attorneys. And there are the few in the world that most of us think about that drive people crazy because the negative media always pushes that. 
But for me, I love my attorneys. Having a great attorney in the special the specialties we need and yep. around money to help protect us and help us grow and start anew and uh, have fun with uh, Bernadette and Jen <laughs> is my is my cup of tea. So, and obviously, if you're here listening with us, learning more about that, we will talk deeper mm-hmm. and. Um, and I think that's, we're a wrap for today. We are. Yep. So and thank you, Rita. And you. stay tuned for the next episode of TMI. Stay tuned for more details on how to implement these strategies. <laughs>